Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and PT pearls to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. All right, before we dive into the episode, I want to ask you, have you gotten yourself a pair of FIFO barefoot? You've heard us talk about it. I mean, let's just let's just throw out the question, right? <laughs> yeah, a couple times, maybe. And what we really want to talk into this year is the grand shoespiracy, which is something that Vivo talks about all the time, which is the conspiracy around shoes. Yeah. And, the, and the message that we've constantly been told that we need support, we need external validation for our feet to just be able to work and operate correctly, which is, is not, not the true. case. We've told you guys before, you don't need to pump yourself up with the external in order to help the internal. It's actually the opposite. Something's hurting. Something's not feeling right. What are we needing to dive into internally within our system that can help feel something different on the outside? And that is what Vivo Barefoot does. It doesn't allow you support. It doesn't allow you the arch. It doesn't squish the toes. Preach it. Take away that arch support from me. (laughs) It is so amazing in order to help rebuild your own physiology, your own body. And again, we know everyone's at their own spot on this journey of transitioning into bare feet, whether you have been wearing a certain type of shoe your whole life, or you've been walking around barefoot your whole life. There's always things that we can do to help that transition and help support our feet more. And of course, one of the first things that we're going to recommend you do to start along that journey is get yourself a pair of Vivo Barefoot shoes, get 15% off your order, And the amazing thing is they give you, is it 100 days or 90 days? I believe it's 100 days. 100 days to try them out and you can just send them back and say, hey, weren't for me or I need to try a different pair or a different size. They are trying to do what they can to get these shoes on your feet so that you can experience the benefit. It's an experience. Exactly. And they're really trying to do what they can for the environment, for local communities, for your feet, for your body. I mean, we love not only the shoes but the company as a whole the people who work yeah. for them we know we, you know we've interviewed the owner i mean they're just good people we can go on and on totally so check out the link in the bio try out those viewer barefoots we've had a code change so make sure you use code tob so that you get 15 percent off that is tob like the optimal body podcast Welcome back. We are talking about rounded shoulders today. Yeah, it usually goes in with that desk syndrome. <laughs> we should just call it a desk syndrome tech, tech neck, all the things, forehead, head, rounded shoulders, kyphosis, all the things, right? It kind of all encompasses that. And it's what do stre- you do? It's how the stress of the world brings us down, <laughs> that always kind of bringing us forward, that gravity. And yeah, we've had a few episodes on this lately. And I think it's just something that we want to keep drilling into because we know so many people are having issues with this right now while we're all at home. Right. And so it, it is going to play a role in some of the things that we've talked about. But let's just get right into it and kind of try to keep it as concise as possible so that you guys can really just like listen, learn the tools and implement them. That's essentially what we want you to do. Yeah. So if you're listening to this one, we're specifically going to be talking through a decent amount of exercise today. So you might be able to imagine what we're talking through. If you've heard of some of these, you might be familiar. Otherwise, go check these out on YouTube or the highlights that we have on our Instagram pages because you'll be able to actually see what we're talking about. 
Exactly. So when we're talking about rounded shoulders, first of all, what is it? I mean, it's really just this idea of the shoulders kind of rolling in and forward. And so what that can look like sometimes if if your hands are down by your side is that your thumb is rotating in and it's coming in front of the thighs a little bit. And so that kind of creates this this rounding in the shoulder. And honestly, it can look a little bit different in the structure of the joint as well. So that position that you just described, this kind of forward and internal rotation, what our shoulder blade is actually doing is a little bit of that protraction and even a little bit of elevation, Mm -hmm. which then kind of gives it this like upward tilt, like the back, the bottom corner of our shoulder blade is actually like tilting away from our rib cage now, which those things are supposed to slide along and get along just fine. You know, you don't want them to be separating too much like that because that's when we get things like that winging scapula that we have mentioned already. Exactly. And so we want to really address, well, why does this happen? And and honestly, why it happens is because we're spending too long in sustained postures Mm -hmm. and not doing the reverse of them. Like that is the easiest way to explain it. There's not one magical exercise that's suddenly going to fix everything. You have to get out of those sustained postures over and over and over again for the rest of your life. (laughs) And if you listen to what you said, sustained postures, the posture isn't bad. We're not going to be, you know, striking down any single posture, but any single posture done for eight hours straight is bad. You can challenge me on that if you want. I don't care. You know, comment all angry at me. But if you sit in one posture for eight hours, that's usually not what our body's built for. Right. Exactly. And so what we're just trying to get to is like the cause of this is really just being in that position over and over and over again and not doing enough to really reverse it more so throughout the day. Yeah. Rather than just like once, but like multiple times. Yeah. And we have so many more tips on that in the episodes that we kind of mentioned on how to have a functional day at work, ergonomics, ergonomics. uh, that kind of stuff. We've gone over that. So for this one, why don't we just dive right into some of the more exercises that we'll do for ourselves or that we'll give to patients? Yeah. So first of all, like Dom said, your shoulder blade, which makes up your shoulder joint. I don't know if we always put the two and two together, but literally the ball that you're or yeah, the socket that the ball goes into is a part of the shoulder blade. Mm -hmm. So if that shoulder blade is not moving well on that rib cage, well, first of all, let's address the rib cage. That's kind of where I like to start. Like, let's Mm -hmm. see, is it opening? Can you get your fingers underneath your rib cage? Can Can you like truly wrap your fingers underneath the rib cage without so much pain and pressure? If not, maybe we're not expanding and utilizing that rib cage enough so that when we do want the shoulder blades to actually move well, they'll have a place to move well onto. And Mm. so that's one of the places that I personally really like to start is just lying on the floor, wrapping those fingers underneath the rib cage, exploring a little bit. You don't want super amount of pain, but just you're going to feel some things (laughs) and then doing some breaths that allow that low rib cage to expand to the sides and then compress, expand and compress. And starting to work there Mm. is going to be such a great foundational piece that we can then build on. Another great way to get feedback with that is the rubber band trick where mm-hmm. you wrap a little, if you have a stretchy band, a, thera, a TheraBand or anything, just wrap that around your low rib cage and it gives great feedback for when you take that deep breath, you can kind of feel your rib cage expanding into that band and that will help. Like Jen said, 
get that mobility in the low rib cage so that our upper rib cage can chill the F out. <laughs> because if that's tough in the low rib cage, then I can't imagine, you know, how much we may have been utilizing that upper rib cage to expand, to use all those muscles around the neck in order to respirate. So that's kind of the next step would be getting up into the chest. Once we found a good mobile yet stable foundation in our low rib cage, our chest will just relax and allow us to do more mobility across that chest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we do want to get into that chest mobility, right? And so it's okay to do like create feedback there however needs you need to create feedback for your body. And we're not opposed to manual treatment. Foam rolling. Right. We love the Intella roll for chest rolling. It's Therapy amazing. Therapy balls. Like totally. whatever, whatever is needed for you, just know that you're not breaking up tissue, right? Because those shoulders can, have kind of rounded forward, we're not now breaking up the tissue so that they can elongate. <laughs> we're saying, hey, Hey, you big stiff dummy, loosen up a little bit. <laughs> and so if we that's kinda, how you want to talk to your body. <laughs> uh, you know, that's how I talk to my body sometimes. But it's all with love. But it's all with love. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you just, so how can we create stimulus into the area, feedback into the area that allows it to calm down? So if you're going to foam roll, if you're going to roll on a ball, I don't like lacrosse balls, I'll just say, because I think they're too hard. They're too, too pinpointed. They create the opposite action of what we're really trying to create, which is relaxation. So if you're going to foam roll, use anything like that. Do it with the intention of relaxation, breathing. We talked about this a ton on the breathing episode, episode 11, and relaxing those tissues. And then immediately following that, we should then be stretching it. And immediately following a passive stretch, we should be activating it yeah and along with the chest kind of where that's located is in this thoracic region mm -hmm. so we're always wanting to be working on our thoracic mobility that thoracic extension and how important that is to shoulder flexion the thoracic rotation and how that important that is to our shoulder and neck health so working into some open book exercises mm. that's one of my favorites one of jen's favorites wake up in the morning lay on your side get some open books in first thing in the morning. Yes. And you can, and that's like more of a passive way, right? And so if you're in the middle of the day and you want to get some active movement into that chest, um, you could just be sitting in your chair essentially and rotate backwards and kind of look over your shoulder with your arm, rotate and look. And, and that mm -hmm. in itself will create some active mobility. And if you do that a little bit every day, oh, it's going to make such a difference. Seriously, every exercise we mentioned right now you could do one of these every half an hour throughout the day. And if you did that for two or three weeks straight, call me up if you aren't feeling a difference because <laughs> you're probably not doing them right. But again, it's that consistency and just doing a little bit at our desk. We, we get so shackled to our desk and say, oh, but now I have to work for four hours. Well, that doesn't mean we can't pause for 15 seconds, 30 seconds and do one of these in between emails during a call, whenever it may be. Exactly. And there's so many ways that you can... Whether it's getting up and, and finding a wall for that pec stretch or the rotation through the upper spine, whatever it is. Um, I mean, and you can even make, like I like I said, activate the pec stretch, right? And so that can mean that you're going to place your arm or your hand on your chair, rotate, open up, and then push into it and then try to push it, pull away, push into it, pull away. Like even that pushing in and activating that pec and then opening out and elongating, like that's just feedback again for the brain. Like, oh, I could be tight, but I can also be elongated. And so it helps that, that progression. Yeah. 
it's kind of that active passive in that extended range like once we're in our terminal range can we activate our muscle there as well or are we just letting ourselves passively kind of pull into that muscle mm-hmm yeah, so we went through the rib cage. We've gone through, yes, you definitely want to open up the chest and the pecs. That's 100%. And I've shown so many different ways to do that on Instagram. but And on YouTube, we'll show some videos of it as well. Um, and then definitely getting into the upper back. And then after all of that, you should already be feeling so wonderful. So Absolutely. amazing. Um, and then some of the other ways we... I've either shown it with bands and then we also show it in the optimal body with like what we call the muscle activations. The external rotation? Uh, well, we show the getting into your lower traps, getting into the serratus mm-hmm. so that the pec isn't dominating movement, right? Yeah, for sure. Because basically everything we've done so far doesn't directly it's not what people think of when we think of the shoulder or think of like working on those rounded shoulders like now is when we actually start getting into okay we've built the core the mobility in that rib cage worked through the chest to get some of those guys chilled out up through the neck opened up the thoracic spine now we have this platform for our shoulder blade and our shoulder joint to move on Mm -hmm. right so now is when we might go into working that external rotation of the arms which really hits our rotator cuff which is like one of those key where everyone hears oh rotator cuff i gotta do rotator cuff exercises and you know one of the ones everyone does is where we sit at you know elbows at your side palms up thumbs out and then keeping the elbows at the side you let those thumbs go out as far as you can and back in i think one thing even when we start doing something like this that a lot of people go to is losing sense of what their rib cage is doing You know, we don't even have to go overhead. As soon as we start bringing those shoulder blades back, our body wants to let that front rib cage flare out. Mm -hmm. That's why we've worked on the rib cage first. (laughs) Exactly. We need that awareness of like the rib cage doesn't want to be compressed, but it wants to be expanded and it wants to be dropped over the pelvis. That's so important. Like Mm -hmm. I think whenever people have traditionally thought of posture, it's shoulder blades down and back, right? Down and back. And whenever I see people do that, automatically that rib cage is shooting out forward and it's super compressed. So now where are you going to breathe from? You're going to breathe from your neck and up into your chest and that's not what we want to do. We want to relax what's happening up there, right? So yes, making your body aware. And so I've shown this to like from the side, what it looks like popping out and from the front on Instagram. And you could do a video of yourself. You could do photos, like whatever it is. And some people will just say, I have a really open rib cage. Okay, that's fine. Like it, it, everyone's going to have a different type of looking rib cage, but in general, you're going to know the difference between it popping even more out and forward and then just having it relaxed and down, right? Yeah. That's the position that you want it relaxed and kind of pointed down to the floor. And then can you hold that there while you kind of reach your thumbs out to the side or taking your arms out straight and now doing T's, which we've done on in the optimal body as well, but we do it mm-hmm. with a little bit more pressure on your stomach and really making sure that you're actually getting into those lower traps, the rotator cuff without affecting the upper traps and that upper neck area. Yeah. And that's like a progression of a super popular, I think, shoulder exercise that not a lot of people do super well is the W's, T's, Y's, Mm -hmm. right? The W's would be that external rotation with the elbows at the sides, your W, and then the T's when, of course, arms are straight and we're making a T. And the Y is when we're almost going into that flexion or scaption plane. But again, 
in each of those, are we still paying attention to the other things that we've kind of listed off before those movements? Yeah. Are we paying attention to if the shoulders are going up to the ears? Are we paying attention to the chest dominating and the shoulders coming forward? Are we ta- paying attention to that rib cage flaring forward? This isn't to say like it's right or wrong movement. It's just paying attention to your body, becoming more efficient and aware of your movement mm-hmm. patterns in general to ultimately start to free up movement and create a different feeling and result in the body. Yeah, we don't want you to kind of be scared by all these cues we're yeah. throwing out there because a lot of cues can sometimes mean confusion and, and people get nervous by that. But in reality, if, if you're not doing a lot of movement right now, just, just do it. And yeah. that will be a benefit in itself <laughs> exactly. because your body will respond to you becoming more active. And even if you're not sure if you're doing it right, your body will tell you if you're really not doing something right. Exactly. <laughs> And then one of the last ones that I really like to talk through, just kind of wall angels, which again, mm. everyone sees. But the the ultimate goal of when you think of like a snow angel, a wall angel is to get the hands overhead, right? But if you're against a wall and doing this, this is actually really hard, especially again, paying attention to that rib cage. Like, is that rib cage flaring out or can you get that rib cage to drop down and then start bringing the arms overhead? Or do they start to pull away from the wall? Do you notice those shoulders kind of rounding? If it is too hard to get the hands to touch, you don't have like you don't be going for the end result. I will say yeah. in this, just go for exploring your body and understanding and learning movement. Especially if your end result doesn't look how the end result's supposed to look. <laughs> I mean, supposed to again quote supposed to in quotes. But if you if you know going into an exercise that you're like, hey, I I don't think I'm quite doing this well or mindfully into the end of that rep. Just don't go quite all the way there. I can't hardly get a full wall angel unless I really, really work on it consistently. My favorite way to do it is sit on the ground while I do it because then it almost forces you. It helps you to not flare that front rib cage if you're sitting on the ground. Same if you want to just do T's or Y's against the wall. Sitting your bottom on the ground while you do those is really going to help you get that motion where you should be getting it. Exactly. I actually really love doing it that way. It is challenging and it keeps that rib cage definitely a little bit more down. For sure. (laughs) But it's a great way to just kind of challenge yourself and see, am I moving from my shoulders and my shoulder blades the way that I should be? Am I breathing? Am Mm. I, you know, all that kind of stuff that plays into a role. And ultimately, we're just saying like continuing to explore the movement. And if you need something that's kind of like a ding or or a reminder, like, oh, have I opened up my upper back lately? Have I done a pec stretch lately? Have I, you know, whatever it is that kind of pings you and reminds you throughout the day, I do recommend having some system. Like I even need it for myself to just kind of remember like, oh, have I stretched my hips? Oh, have I, have I gotten up and moved my shoulders? Like it's, it's a great reminder for anyone who is working a long time on their phone or on their computer. Yeah. And just if you have a chance, pop in and take a look at some of these exercises we just talked through. Give a few a try. Jen mentioned we go over amazing activations in the optimal body, which is kind of our version of these things we just went over on steroids. Yeah. (laughs) But some of my favorite things to do personally, because it really wakes things up in my body. So check that out if you have an opportunity to. Yeah. I mean, those activations, like we literally have just added in six months ago. They're brand new into the program, but I'm so glad I did it because it's literally what you get from me if you work with me in person or dom like these are the the muscle activations the therapy exercises that you get that are personal for your body that are really really intentional i mean 
again, we were just talking to someone who was saying like clams. She was like, did I even ever know what a clam was? Because when I learned it in the optimal body, it was completely different than I've ever seen it talked about or done before. And that's the whole point of like why we do these activations, because yes, I can show you examples of what you should do on social media, but it's really talking it through and getting you to know and really understand not only the exercise, but why and what it feels like and what it could what it could feel like in your body. That's why we do the activations. And just because y'all are our favorite, favorite podcast audience ever. <laughs> if you want to try it out now, we'll give you 50% off the first month with code optimal for the optimal body membership. Thank you again for joining us on yet another PT Pearl. We just appreciate you so much. And of course, if you need more visuals for each PT Pearl, they are over at Doc Gen Fit on YouTube. There is a whole section for the PT Pearls from the Optimal Body Podcast that you can use to really see what we're talking about. And don't forget, if you really like this, if you're learning from it, share it out, share it with your community. Tell us what you're learning. Rate and subscribe to the episode because there's going to be so many more goodies and PT Pearls along the way. And if you're ready to dive in even deeper, don't forget we have an Optimal Body membership with an incredible community of movers learning with us and moving in their body. Until next time, thank you again.